Integrity Church or anyone out there who's listening. My name is Ben Tugwell, and this is a Mature and Multiply podcast. Today is Tuesday, March 31st, and these are unprecedented times in our world, in our country, in our community, and even in our church. Right now, we are relying upon technology to communicate as we are scattered and quarantined to our homes and trying to practice social distancing where we can't see each other face to face. But it's my hope to give you some encouragement today. We're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 1. Before we jump in, I want to introduce this idea of what is a brand. As you think about a brand, what comes to your mind? Is it a product? Is it an idea? Is it a company? For me, when I think about a brand, I think about Nike. Nike was a brand that was introduced to me when I was a teenager, and I had a desire to play in the NBA. I wanted to play with Michael Jordan. I wanted to be on the Chicago Bulls. And it wasn't that, that Nike told me that I would do that. It was just the brand, the brand of success, the brand of winning, the brand of quote unquote, just do it. That if I wore these shoes and I put my mind to it and I worked hard enough, I could be as successful as a professional athlete. And so this is what this brand sort of taught me. It's not that it was ever stated that it would happen that way, but it's what is expected almost of me if I were to choose this brand. Now, as you think about Christianity, what do you think is expected of you? What is the brand of Christianity? Well, the more and more I read the New Testament, the more I see that the brand of Christianity is not a really popular one, but it's suffering. As I read through the Bible, as I read through the New Testament specifically, what I often see is there's a brand of believers who suffer. I look at the Apostle Paul and his writing to churches. I look at James, the half-brother of Jesus. And even today, we're going to look at 1 Peter. And what Peter is going to teach the church is about how to suffer well for the sake of the gospel. 1 Peter chapter 1, it begins with Peter really talking to a group of believers who are scattered throughout it's his Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. And he says that they are elect exiles, and they're struggling, and they're going through these hardships. And then he goes on later on in verse 6, he, he first tells them about their blessed hope that they have in Christ, that Christ is risen from the dead, and we have this incredible gift of faith that we can believe. But then he says in verse 6, In this you rejoice, now though for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. For Peter, he looks at suffering and he calls it, you're just suffering for a little while. Now, these believers that were going through this season of suffering, they had already been through tremendous persecution. Many of them brought out of their own homes Many of them scattered all in these dispersed areas that he talks to, and they are really living 
as a scattered church. They're not able to gather publicly as they would before. And he calls it, he says their suffering is now, he says, just for a little while. Now, he's not saying it's going to be over next month. He's not even going to say it's going to be over in a year. The suffering for a little while, in, in the original language, he's really talking about this season they have of just living here on the earth. In other words, he's saying your life is really going to be branded by suffering. And so as you go through the suffering, what, what do you look forward to? He says, well, it's going to be tested to make your faith stronger. And it's going to, be, it's going to result in a praise and glory and honor when we finally see Christ. We'll recognize that even the suffering that I've been through, it's, it's, just, it's been worth it. It's been worth it. Now, how do we deal, though, with suffering? If this is our brand, it's not like Peter's telling his audience, these suffering believers, he's, he's not saying get over it or suck it up or just think happy thoughts. He's, he's actually giving them this reality. No, this is, you're going to face suffering. But what he does do is he gives them an identity, an identity based on who they are in Christ. If you looked at verse 1, he begins the letter by saying, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, he says, to those who are, and he uses really two important words, elect exiles. Elect means you've been a chosen people of God. Before the foundation of the world, he uses the word in verse 2, you were foreknew by God the Father, that he knew you, that he chose you, that he eventually sent his son to die for you, that you would be one of his. So that's what the first thing he wants them to see. How do you endure suffering? You need to know that God's chosen you. If he's chosen you for the foundation of the world, and he's also over and sovereign over this suffering in your life, he's showing you he's got you. He's got you in his plan. He's got you in his will. And if we apply Romans 8.28 to this, that all things work together for the good of those who love him and who have been called. So that's what it means, that we're elect. But he also says that we're exiles. And exile, he's saying, is this world is not your home. You belong in heaven with Christ. But he's got you here now as sort of this wandering citizen, sort of trying to figure out what it means to, to relate to God, to relate to others in the here and now as we suffer. But the hope that we have in our suffering is that we can be God's elect exiles. We can live as God's chosen people, and we can live knowing that this world, although we live to honor Christ in it, is not our final resting place, that we look forward to heaven with Christ. So as you pause and as you reflect on this passage, what really sticks out to you when you think about suffering? Now, I know oftentimes we read places like this in Scripture and we look at the sufferings of even these believers that Peter is talking to. We Sometimes we go, well, my suffering's nothing in compared to theirs, and so I don't really feel like I'm allowed to even apply my suffering to this passage. What I want to encourage you to do is not to minimize your suffering. I know that we often have people that suffer far more than we could ever dream, and so we go, well, they're suffering so much worse, so I just need to 
just just push mine down or not acknowledge it or not look at it. Listen, all suffering that you are in is God is sovereign over. And God has you in this season of suffering wherever you are for a reason. So maybe some of you suffering is just being quarantined with your family. Maybe some of you are, are really suffering because you're an extrovert and you just miss seeing your friends and your loved ones and you're not able to really connect as much as you like. Maybe some of you have significant suffering of maybe health issues or sickness during this season. Maybe it's financial loss. Maybe it's those sort of sufferings that are heavier or weightier. Whatever it is, whatever amount of suffering, the Bible tells us that we have a high priest who's able to sympathize with our weaknesses, that we can come to him with our suffering. That's what he invites us to do. And so 1 Peter helps us while we suffer with these two wonderful hopes. One, we're elect, we're God's chosen people, and we get to live out this identity of being light in a dark world. Secondly, he says we're exiles. This world is not our home. And so it's my hope that today, wherever you are in the spectrum of suffering, that you would live out your identity of who you are in Christ. I hope this has been encouraging for you today. And I want to challenge you to spend some time in 1 Peter chapter 1, looking at verses 1 through 12, and pay attention to the identity of who you are in Christ, that you are God's chosen, you're his elect, and you're exiles. This world is not your home, but we live to see a better day. So it's my hope as we leave that we would suffer well for the gospel. Love you. Go in peace.